Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is Bobby Ketro's wedding week. So as a result, we're going to the pin another week and we got another sub village takes a village to raise a podcast. I guess, uh, our close friend, former guest of the show, Jacob Keeker. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Good. Ready to roll. Uh, been stressed out today. Uh, this big, uh, the big pod tonight. So, uh, ready ready to roll have you been you know writing some material going through any notes uh how have you been prepping uh <clears throat> multiple websites um the more ads the better i felt like whenever finding my stats uh wikipedia was a great one for me tonight so no uh, no free ads but i'm excited ready to go when uh he brings up stats because we're gonna do a draft later it's college basketball season and when bobby's away we're gonna talk some fucking sports baby i gotta i gotta get that in anytime i can so when she's away in honor of the tournament jacob and i since 2000 we're gonna draft starting fives of players since 2000 and uh then we'll throw it up on the old social media and we'll find out who the superior basketball mind is um Jacob, do you think there's any added pressure that you are literally a professional basketball coach? Uh, yeah, uh, and that you might get your ass beat. Uh, I try, we actually, uh, I'll do these drafts kind of like with uh, players randomly, and we'll throw them into the group chat and let them vote and things like that. Um, I won one about two weeks ago, um, but I previously lost one uh, this last weekend. So, looking to get back on the winning side. For those who don't know, Jacob is a high school basketball coach in the Louisville area of Kentucky. Um, how'd your season go, Jacob? Um, for those who aren't around, uh, hearing me say that we got 10 wins this year uh, is actually a good thing. So the <clears throat> um, two years ago, they got seven. And last year was my first year. We got eight. And this year, we got 10. So got um, had multiple wins in districts this year for the first time since 2000. Night the 2019-2020 season and won a game in the district tournament for the same and since the 2019-2020 season for the first time. So a couple good uh check marks, I guess, to, to notch off the old list. What's the worst thing about being a high school basketball coach? Parents. <laughs> you got any fun stories you can share without uh, saying any names? They're not gonna listen to this shit. They're not. That's okay. Um I had a parent, I, I kicked a co. I told two kids uh, they were being lazy in practice because they were pissed because they were sophomores and they lost to the freshman team. And uh, I told them if they didn't want to be here to go the fuck home, and they did. Um, I may or may not have said some stuff I shouldn't have said after they left, and I uh, was fortunate enough to have a 45-minute conversation with a parent, which then proceeded with me going for a three-mile run so I didn't punch a hole in the wall. So I was frustrated. So, But it's okay because – well, you can't just yada yada the what did you say after? What did you say after? Can you paraphrase? Can you uh, give one, the sentiment. Uh, one of my players who stayed was going to go in the locker room and get the players. And I said, if they're going to be a bunch of little bitches, let them be a bunch of little bitches. Oh, that's fine. And yeah. so the, the parents, what was their beef? That you were being too hard on them? That you were cursing uh, at them? They believed that they're son should have had time to just go and and catch their breath for a little bit and um all that jazz but it's not a big deal that we had a a, a game the very next day um, which was also senior night so you want to win that one 
Um, but and well, maybe if you uh, didn't call him a little bitch, he wouldn't have been so frustrated. Would have came back. It's like, well, it sounds you like know. you didn't actually call him that. You you called him that to not his face. So does it even count? He didn't even know. And technically, I said if he's gonna be one, let him be one. I didn't say they were, but no, they're. It's his was, choice if he wants to be one. Correct, correct. But no, they're, um, they're soft. They're they're learning. They're great kids. I love them. Um, but they're just little bitches sometimes. I think they've learned. I think they've learned uh, how to kind of handle different situations a little better now. Yeah. Are we having some off season? You know, signs that he's not being a little bitch anymore, or what's yeah. going on? Yeah, the the next we had a lovely conversation that next morning for about forty five minutes. Me and uh, the two kids that walked out, and so the hatchet was buried, you might say. Um, and uh, it's just it's one of those things that I think sometimes we forget, even when we were in the most in like the as players, that it's a long season, um, especially here in Kentucky. I can't talk to them or anything the last week of June and the first week of July. Other than that, if I want to go five, six days a week, I can. Whereas in Illinois, there's a little more restrictions. So April, we'll start going three days a week. June, we'll go five. July, we'll go four. And then we'll start back, give them about two weeks off, and we'll go back again in uh, September, get rolling again. Where do you stand? Like, what was their punishment for them? Did they just get to come back? Did you just talk to them? Because I'm always fascinated. I feel like coaches vary wildly. Some coaches are like, oh, you're going to run till you die. Oh, sometimes you can just make mistakes, which I kind of would lean more that way. Maybe that's just because I don't like running. But uh, where do you where do you lean on punishing players with running or just punishing players in general? Yeah, and, and that's the thing too is like you got to understand that they are kids, um, and they want to be treated like young men. So you got to treat them that way too, and it's finding that fine line. So uh, we suspended them for a game, um, and then they both lost their. Uh, they were starting JV. Uh, one of them started varsity actually for a little while, and um, they both lost their starting spots and had to earn that back. Um, but I told them I was like, you can sit on the bench and you can pout and make things worse, or you can be the best fucking teammate in the world during the game, even though you're not dressed. And they both did. They were both super supportive. Um, they were standing up, cheering for their team in, in, in any situation. And um, <clears throat> I think they learned from it. And they both admittedly so kind of talked to me about, like, that they knew they were in the wrong. And, you know, I said that I shouldn't have said kind of probably what I did, but just the learning process. Because um, my sophomore class, there's some talent there. Um, and I hope that we can make a run to Rupp uh in the next year or two how many teams make it to that uh 16 oh you got it dude so That's there's only one failure if you don't yeah well there's only one state <laughs> champion uh in the whole dude, state you're there easy kentucky so, there's like what 35 45 people live in kentucky nobody even lives there dude it's fine uh we just hit 50 yeah um the daryl uh, just moved into town daryl daryl uh and his cousin marge I had a set of twins, so. Mm. Mm. I'll tell them best wishes. Yeah. Playing on it. Yeah. I always found, I, I never thought that like running or like push-ups or whatever as a punishment was like a good motivator for me. For me, I feel like it made me the opposite. Like I was always just like so tense that I didn't feel like I really improved at all whenever there was like some threat and i guess you have to make it competitive but i don't know at some point i think that 
either the players on your team just want to win and beat each other or they don't. I don't know that adding some sort of threat is really what's going to make them competitive. Either you're kind of inherently competitive or you're not. I don't know that like a punishment is going to make someone compete more. Yeah, and usually the punishment, it comes like if, if, if you and I are in a drill and your team and my team and we're both just getting the fuck after it, like working our asses off and your team is just better that day, there's no point making the losing team run. You know, but yeah. if your team is bringing it and my team's just getting pissed and bad attitudes, that's where that comes in. It's just trying to, um, in my opinion, it's just a quick – well, you, you fucked up, not because you didn't play well, because you fucked up because you were lazy and you made mm-hmm. you shouldn't have made. Um, but yeah, if like, yeah, you're the kid can't dribble or shoot. That's, you know, I, I can't really do much about that. I can't really punish right. you for sucking kids. Some kids just suck. I guess I could punish you if, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's the other thing that I'm sure is hard in high school is getting kids in the off season to try and improve and not just show up they want to practice and hope for the best i know small town high schools in illinois that is a huge problem yeah and luckily we got 750 kids in the school um and we're one of four high schools in our town um so it's kind of the kids kind of get an idea um and we go through what i call hell week the first week of the season and the kids who've been there they know and the kids who haven't they're like, fuck, fuck this. I'm not doing this stuff. And they usually kind of walk out on their own. So um, that kind of helps out a little bit too. What's hell week look like? How uh, uh, how hellish is it? Uh, 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning uh, without touching a basketball Monday through Friday. And 3.30 to 5.30 after school with just IQ and drills. So you got to be able to, you know, rolling out of bed at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, that it's just going to be fucking miserable for an hour but you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <clears throat> and then after school is when we can see the skill level and the IQ. And um, whenever you're essentially exhausted from getting up early and running and then going to school all day, how much you can still stay locked in. How miserable are we talking? 6.30 to 7.30. What are we doing to these poor kids? Um, we'll do slow slides. Um, and if anybody stands up, I blow my whistle and we have to go all the way back and start over. Um and I tell them when to step. They don't choose when to step. I tell them. Uh, we got a drill called Army Drill, which is miserable. Um, some real – Zozel would be proud. Let's okay. just go with that. Uh, You're in your Army Ranger shit, huh? Yeah, something like that. But it's uh, but it's cool. And then that Friday morning, uh, the last Friday, I usually do cuts Wednesday afternoon. Friday at 7, we're done. Um, and we have uh, the catering – class uh at school makes a big breakfast we eat breakfast together and just kind of like uh we fucking made it let's go type thing catering class that's that's fun yeah it's foods and business combined oh neat neato um because i feel like watching... you know, if you think about your days in high school you probably don't i mean you probably at the time thought you knew everything but then now you're like wow i didn't know hardly anything no, not at all. Yeah, you kind of assume. But also, I do think that there are scenarios, especially in sports, where I realized the opposite after. I was like, oh, that coach actually didn't fucking know anything. He had no idea what they were talking about. You get out of it, and you're like, we were doing, you know I mean, we were getting out coached thoroughly every single day. <laughs> 
like we would run the same thing for 25 games, lose every game and never, never change anything because the coach basically didn't have any ideas. We would just do the same thing over and over again, get our ass beat. And that would be what it was. Or I think some coaches have such a big ego that they're like, no, what I'm, what I'm trying to make us do works, even though we're losing every game. I, I'm, it's not my fault. It's the kid's fault. It's these sets and this coaching is good. Do you, you probably don't realize as much now, but did you watch a lot of basketball when you were in high school? Like actually sit down and watch. Cause you're, I mean, we're the same age where we were right at the edge of like uh, social media really blowing up kind of late mm-hmm. high school, right? Mid to late high school, I guess. Yeah. These guys like, they don't watch any. Yeah. That's what I was. Another thing I wanted to ask you, like they don't watch, they don't watch college NBA, nothing. They'll watch some NBA, but they don't really hardly. And if they watch college, they'll watch some UK. And it's like, you shouldn't compare your game to these fucking guys because they're freak athletes. And, but most of the time they'll just like watch a clip on ESP on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Like that's their, watching the game um which is hard then because then they're like dumb like i had my kids didn't know what the five second call was this year this year in high school like, basketball not lying to you we we're going end of game situation with like a minute and a half to go i'm like all right guys we're up four yada yada going through it and we just kept turning the ball over i go what the fuck are you doing finally i go i have my best defenders like come guard me they started the clock. I looked up at the clock. I watched four seconds. Then I dribbled for four seconds. And I picked it up for four seconds. Didn't even fucking move. A player goes, Coach, that's five second call. I go, No, it's not. He's like, Yeah, he guarded you for five seconds. I was like, You get five to hold, five to dribble, five to hold again. He goes, Why did you never tell us that? I look around the gym. I go, Who else didn't fucking know that? They all raised their hand. They didn't know that. I'm like, Because you should have learned that shit when you were in sixth grade. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if that's on watching basketball. That's on the no, coaches right. they had beforehand should have absolutely taught them that. Do you find, I know a lot of people get like up in arms that kids play to like make a hoop mixtape and don't really play good fundamental basketball. Do you find that with the kids you coach? To an extent, yeah. It's, there's certain ones. We're starting to get better at it because <clears throat> um, we're starting to see that like making the unselfish play can also be super fucking cool. Yeah. You know, like we uh we got a backdoor cut on the wing and one of my point guards made a bounce one-handed bounce pass and we scored to go up by two with four seconds to go in a game. You know what I mean? It's like that's a simple play. That's a simple play they've been doing for 50 years, but it still looks cool. It doesn't have to be a fucking spin or a wild euro or you know the crazy step backs that Harden, Luca and all those guys do now. It's just literally just like it's a fucking simple backdoor that you hit and it looked Awesome. It still looks fucking cool. Do you see that kids are more skilled now than when, I don't know, what, 10, 15 years ago when you were playing in high school? I think they're, I don't know, I wouldn't say more skilled, but I they have a lot more opportunities because of social media and because of the game. And I mean, look at the NBA from the time, probably from 1990 to 2005 it was pretty similar, but then from 2005 to now, I mean, it's so different. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy that. And so like they, tr- they are trying to do all these crazy moves where I feel like for us, a lot of it was, Oh, all right. Two ball, ball handling or form shooting or catch and shoot right, left or left, right. Whereas they're trying to do all these different spin step backs or all kind of stuff that I would have never even tr- attempted or think of thought about attempting 
these kids are doing that just because they're seen at the next level on like highlights and mixtapes and things like that. I think you can speak to this too, because we kind of grew up in the same sort of situation of a small town, like you're coaching and like everyone around you is like so restrictive. Like you have to be so like playing such a small box, like trying anything crazy was like, Whoa, you're on the bench. Oh, you, you like you're over six foot four and you shot a three benched immediately. Like you tried to dunk in it. Like the fact that we were our age and there were still coaches out there. Like if you try to dunk in a game, I'll bench you. Like there are coaches that are that old school. It is like such a bad way to become a better basketball player. I feel like it's a good way to maybe become like the best one, a high school basketball player you can be. But then yeah, I think there's a degree of creativity that is lost a lot with high school basketball coaches sometimes for kids. Correct. And I have no problem with kids trying different things. Uh, <laughs> but as long as you you better fucking do it in practice and not just the games. Mm-hmm. You know so, I mean? <laughs> it's that Patrick Ewing quote. He yells at the kids like, I've never seen you take that shot in your life. What are you doing? Do you practice <laughs> that? And because if like, and you, you and I have watched enough of the game where you'd be in the same boat. Whereas if you see them try a new skill and they keep failing at it, we've seen enough of basketball to be like, all right, well, this is what you're doing wrong in that skill. I may have never done it, but I can at least see what the fuck you're doing wrong to try to fix it a little bit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, that's uh, that's some good Kentucky, you know, some high school basketball coach talk. You uh, tournaments coming up? I think the well, the first four games start today. I think are probably going on right now. Yeah, Simo was down five. I saw last time I checked. Any teams stand out to you this year? Any teams that you like watching? Any teams that impress you? Um, I actually, I know they're kind of maybe picked to be upset in the first round. I've watched some Iowa State, and I love what they run offensively. Mm-hmm. I think they're smooth. I love their, their sets. I think they set good screens. And there's so many, I don't want to say audibles, but essentially there's so many counters to what they yeah. run to allow them to get open that if they are hitting some jump shots, they can be dangerous. I think Memphis can be really dangerous. I actually have them um, making I think a they final. they could beat Purdue. I have them making a Final Four in one of my polls mm. um, just because I was talking to a buddy earlier, Big Ten bigs do not do well in the NCAA tournament. No, I mean, Big Ten in general. Yeah, Zach Eady's, you know, a huge benefit until you face a matchup where he's run off the court. And uh, I don't know why that is. That, that's like a coaching thing that always baffles you. And whenever you have that big guy, it seems like it's so easy to play him off the court. You would think it'd be so easy to just give him the ball every single possession and he would just dominate. But it seems to almost never work out that way. I'm not sure why that is. I guess double teams are a thing, and usually those big guys don't pass very well. But I feel like Big Ten officials allow players to be a lot more physical, and so that's what hurts the Big Ten in the tournament. Is I mean, Zach Eady, he's gonna get. He he probably got away with a lot of stuff. And I don't know if you watched the Illinois Purdue game, but when he kind of showed mm-hmm. that there toward the, toward the court, that's probably getting looked at. In yeah, if the AC if the refs are ACC or Pac-12 or things like that, um, I mean, we saw the last couple of years Kofi struggled, but there hasn't been a dominant. I don't know. There just hasn't been a Big Ten team really going a run. In when's the last time a Big Ten team made the Final Four? Uh, Michigan State I mean, made it a few years ago, like on a on a kind of some fluky shit. They made it in uh, 
whatever the year was that Baylor won, they made it. They got smoked in the final four, yeah, but twenty twenty one. So yeah, not yeah. last tournament, the tournament before, like the COVID tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Houston and Alabama are like a lot better than the rest of the teams. I think there's like a big gap between them and everyone else. Like this, I don't really see a big flaw. If Marcus Sasser, Houston's best player, is hurt, that obviously makes a big difference. But like those two teams are so well coached, they're so athletic, they defend all five positions really well, they shoot the three really well, their guards don't turn the ball over. I think they're just perfectly positioned, and they're the top two seeds, so that makes sense. But is Alabama? Is old boy is he is he good? Are we are we just sweeping this? Yeah, the I think he's good. Like I mean, it's I think it seems that the story we were getting was not quite right. Like he's not charged with anything. He's no criminal anything. So it seems like maybe we were all rushing to conclusions and no one really knew. We talked about it on this podcast. Like nobody really knew what the fuck we were talking about at the time. And everyone's just like, Oh, we have to make these huge wide sweeping claims about what's going on and what's right and what's wrong without knowing what's going on. But yeah, he's going to play. He's good. Um, he's going to be probably the third pick in the draft. I think he's, he's good to go. So. Yeah, that's, that's, um, I was listening to a podcast too. And they were just talking about obviously, um, Illinois born and raised, um, they were like, yeah, whoever wins the Illinois Arkansas game, it wouldn't surprise them if they made the final four, which could happen. You know what I mean? It's just the yeah the upside, the upside to both Arkansas and Illinois is high. And you look at Kansas, I mean, they've won more quad one wins than anybody, but I feel like they're when they win those games, they're not blowing people out the way usually a one seed would. I mean, I feel like a lot of their wins have been within five points, which come tournament time is very helpful because you know how to win in those close situational games, but if you let somebody hang around long enough, eventually it's going to bite you in the ass. I feel like. Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> there was a time about two or three weeks ago where I was like, you know, Illinois might make a run. And now I'm pretty pretty convinced we're not going to. We have literally like half of a guard on our team, which makes it hard. Uh, come this time when your six eleven power forward is basically your point guard. Um, and not in a way that like he's a top 10 pick and he's a six eleven point guard in like a way that's like, oh, he's like one of the three guys in our team that can dribble. I'm uh, just not feeling great about it. Maybe we'll make a run. I think we're really talented. We just don't have any guards. Maybe. I mean, we're rested now. <laughs> yeah, we're very rested because we got smoked by fucking Penn State. But uh, they look good right now, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. God, they play a horrendously ugly style of basketball. Like their six, two guard just like posts people up and they chuck threes. It is not fun to watch, but they got shooters that, that yeah. white boy, he can stroke it, man. Yeah. They, yeah, that's the thing that they play such a weird style that they're kind of hard to match up with. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like their luck is going to run out. I think Texas A&M is like probably the most misseeded team. I thought they would have been like, five seed or a four seed and they got a seven so yeah um yeah i think i think alabama and houston are going to play in the title game i think alabama's going to win that's my prediction um yeah do you got any have any bold predictions have any bold upset alerts people should be watching out for um no not um iona could make a sweet 16 Iona, that's uh, a team that I've not heard people. Patino, 
uh, them and uh, Colgate's like Colgate's like twenty eight and three. Yeah, they, they are. Two. They shoot a lot but, of threes. But for as much noise as you're hearing about Patino, I mean, he's going to have the dudes ready. He's going to have the guys like so ready for this run that because Colgate I think has um, San Diego State first. Is that correct? You're Colgate right. plays Texas. Iona plays UConn. Not Colgate. Who am I thinking of? Um, uh, San Diego State Tr- College of Charleston plays San Diego State. Charleston, that's right. They're yeah, yeah they're they good. This and I looked at those two. If they both win, then they would play each other, which would kind of be nice for I- Iona. If I think, if I'm thinking correctly, the bracket. No, Iona's in a different region. Iona. Yeah, Iona plays UConn. They would play the winner of St. Mary's and VCU. Um, Furman plays Virginia. They would play the winner of Charleston and San Diego State. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Furman, yeah, I think Furman's going to be a big-time upset pick by a lot of people. I think Furman is like, if you could have picked all the double-digit seeds in the world that Virginia could have played, that would have been the last team they would have picked because they play super fast-paced, ton of offense, like Virginia, the kryptonite to what they want to do so i think Furman's gonna win college charleston's good uh they might win i don't know vcu is who i was looking about for iona but um mm. yeah because uh virginia also their uh best player that post guy broke his hand he's out for the season too yep um can't think of mustache man i can't think of his name off the top of my head, yeah but, i can't think of his name either uh, uh, so you could tell it hurt them against uh duke yeah uh, that was an ugly game also ACC is fucking bad. It's the worst I've ever seen, probably, for that conference. Usually they're the best conference. Um, Duke make a run? They could. Uh, I think Oral Roberts could beat them in the first round, honestly. I think if they beat Oral Roberts, which obviously they should, uh, yeah, and then like we said, if Memphis beats Purdue and they get to play Memphis and then they're in the Elite Eight, if they beat Memphis or... FAU play, uh, Tennessee first, Tennessee or Louisiana. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm out on Tennessee. Tennessee and Rick Barnes melts down this time of year. I'm, I'm out. Uh, I think they'll beat Louisiana, but I think that'll be the end of the road. I think whoever wins that Duke or Roberts game will beat Tennessee. In my is opinion, the, is that one of the most unlucky fan bases this year, Tennessee, to lose your quarterback when you guys are like we're doing really well, and then all of a sudden to lose one of your best. Yeah, players in basketball to ACL too. Like, yeah, that's gotta be that's the worst luck. It has to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I think their football team legitimately like could have won the national championship. Their basketball team, I don't think, was ever gonna do that. But you know, they would have had a better shot. Uh, I'm trying to look here. I'm kind of going over the bracket here. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anyone pick. I, I kind of think the opposite about Iona. I kind of think Patino maybe like have one foot out the door, and he'll be basically like fucking inks drying on a new job already, and he'll just be ready to get out of there. I think UConn's really, really good. Also, I picked UConn to go to the Final Four. I picked him to make it out of that bracket. Um, really? Yeah, I think they're really good. I think they've got all the pieces. The guards are really good. They've got monsters inside um yeah i really like them they play really good did they win the big offensive east? uh no who won the big east marquette won the big east that's right because right? they were they were supposed to be like the nine seed like they were supposed to be like ninth in the conference and they ended up winning it preseason yeah they were 
Very, very good. Yeah, if uh, if you've got some small white guards, show them Marquette's point guard. Make him watch him over and over. That guy's like shitty Steve Nash. <laughs> He's a stud. All right, who who's your pick? Who's going to win the whole thing? Man, I would, like I said, better with the old heart. Would love to say Illinois. Um, I would have said UCLA if they didn't have old boy get hurt. Yeah, um, I actually really like the way they play. Um, their two man game is awesome um, with Hawkes and and Campbell. Um, I actually sneaky, I sneaky like TCU. Um, I know to win the whole thing though. I mean, I'd like. I'd like them to make a run. They're good. It's so hard to win the national championship. You have to be such a good team. Like, no, that's the thing. I always want to get cute with this, but it's like no team that's a lower than a three seed ever wins ever. What's the lowest two win? Do you know? Um, I think Villanova in like the eighties was like an eight seed. I think that's like, um, in like modern times, I'm not what totally UK sure. when they won. Most championship seed. Um, oh, that's a that's a women's. Not what I'm looking for. Uh, Kentucky when they won with Anthony Davis. No, didn't they win? No, they made it and lost to UConn. They, they were they were nine. nine. UConn that would have been one of the lower ones. They were like a five or a four that year, I think. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Houston. I think their physicality, um, their rebounding is just. I mean, that's something that I mean, you rebound the basketball. That's gonna keep you in a lot of games. Um, they absolutely suffocated Illinois last year with that kind of stuff, and being even better this year. And I look around at the other ones and twos, and I just see I see holes. I don't trust Texas, um, Arizona, maybe, um, like the the Big Ten thing. I'm just gonna keep assuming that's not gonna work. Until it eventually does. Two freshman guards too for Purdue. I don't like yeah. that. Um, so I'm gonna not like exceptional ones. Houston would be my pick for yeah. uh, the official pod pick. I think that's a decent pick. I yeah. I, I just think there's a big gap. I think I I like Texas a lot. I don't think they have a ton of weaknesses. I think they got a shitty draw that they're gonna have to run into Houston. If they were in some of these other brackets, I would probably pick them to make it to the Final Four. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I picked for the final four. So I think I had, I had Alabama, Houston, UConn, and who did I have coming out of this Purdue region? Oh, Marquette, I think. So that's what I'm thinking. Should be good. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait yeah. to can't what wait to not it? watch not watch it all on Saturday. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, let's uh, do a little shit talk. How how fucked up is it that they scheduled this wedding? Not even like if it was later in the tournament and there's fewer games. I mean, it is, it's all the games. They're round of 32 games all day. And what am I going to be doing all day? Celebrating the love of my close personal friends. What a fucking crock of shit. Yeah. That's, you said it perfectly. I, um, my, my, uh, assistant coach was like, does your buddy not like sports? I go, he had zero planning to do with this thing. So his team like could go to the final four. <laughs> like his team is going to be picked by a lot of people to like, maybe go to the final four best yeah. team they've had like 
ever? I don't know. Uh, I mean, probably. Were they, were they one with Hummel, with Robbie? I don't think so. They were all, I feel he always was injured, so I feel like they never were. I think he this is the only time they've ever been a one seed with Matt Painter anyways. I think. I could be wrong about that. I don't know if Carson Edwards, if they were ever a one seed. I don't think they were, though. Yeah, he was kind of good. He was a stud. All right. Speaking of guys that are kind of good, let's get into this fucking draft, baby. All right. So here's the here's the rules. Here's the breakdown. Players who played in the 21st century, college basketball players. So since 2000, um, we're doing starting five. So it's not just your five favorite players, whatever. You're trying to make a starting five that can win. And theoretically, a starting five that could beat the other person's starting five. So you're the guest. Um, so I'll let you pick first. No snake. We're just going to go back and forth. There's okay. only two people. Um, I did a, uh, I did a depth chart for a couple, a uh, couple different spots. Um, and the one guy that I thought was head over heels better than the others at his position. Um, I'm going with JJ Redick first pick. Ooh, okay. Okay. That's not um, a bad pick. He was certainly on my board. Yeah. I had him, uh, I mean, 27 points a game, 42% from three, 86 from the free throw line player of the year. I mean, that's tough to do. Uh, okay, that's a good pick. Um, hmm. You know, if I was going to push back, you know, not a great defender. Um, you know, is he going to be a good primary ball handler? I don't know. I don't know. If we got bad guys around him, how valuable is he? Uh, that would be my my pushback. Um, but obviously, one of the best college basketball players that ever lived. Oh, boy. I don't think I was going to pick him first. He was, you know, in the discussion, though. A lot of good players. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of good people have played basketball. People don't realize that. Okay, I'm going to go with the guy who, in my opinion, was probably, I don't know, arguably the most dominant college basketball player I watched in this time period. And I think he has a big gap at his position. I'm going to go Anthony Davis first pick rim defender. I don't think there's anyone that's as good of an interior defender, even close on this list. I think he is like such a unique skill set compared to everyone else on here. One of the only players he might, I don't know if he's the only player that's ever done. I think he was number one overall recruit national player of the year, national champion, most outstanding player, number one overall pick all in the same year and Olympic gold medal, or maybe, yeah, I think they, I don't know if that was the Olympics or if that was like something else. He played on team USA. I don't remember if that was the Olympics or that was like FIBA world championship or some shit. Didn't they win in 11 and then the Olympics were in 2012. Um, Let's see here. I have his stats pulled up right here. Yeah, 11-12 season. So, yeah, he would have been on the Olympic team. Olympic team. Pretty good year. Pretty good year for Anthony that year. Yeah, the brow. What a, what a pick. All right. Good one. Um, I A uh, couple guys on my board. I, I didn't really put it out there, but I just assumed we were talking about college. Um, that's not really relevant for this pick. But I'm going to go uh, Kevin Durant. It's good. He, he's good. He's good. 
Yeah, I almost wanted to put in some sort of rule that like we don't pick any NBA Hall of Famers because it's almost like <laughs> I don't know. It's like like whenever I was thinking about doing it all time, I was like, oh well, who would I draft? I draft like Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. That would just be like basketball player draft you know what i mean that would just been all basketball players ever so but i think it's fine again great pick Let me, I have unique a talent i have a question for you brody um we were actually talking about this the other day with some buddies what why do you think some guys are elite in college and they're okay in the nba and also vice versa like you look at guys like this is kind of a, an example, but like Ayodesumu was nominated for, he was like in Naismith's top playing watch, all this stuff. He was a second round pick, but then all of a sudden he's played so much better than anybody anticipated. And then you have guys like Hansborough, who was one of the greatest college basketball players of all time, and yet was a very, very okay, or Adam Morrison, very okay players in the NBA are kind of irrelevant. Do you think it's because their bodies matured so much earlier than everybody else and then they tapered off? Or do you think, what do you I think? think how, how does that work? Incredibly determined on just where you get drafted in your situation. I think the gap in talent between players is like minuscule. It just depends on who your coach is, what team you get drafted to, how do they use you? How do they develop you? Um, like Adam Morrison got hurt and then just kind of didn't work out and he was drafted too high. He shouldn't have been the third pick. That was bad scouting by the Bobcats. Um, yeah, like IO, I think there's definitely a scenario where IO goes to a different team that sucks and like what he does well, isn't really that valuable on like a 15 win team. Um, because he's not like scoring 25 and putting up big numbers. He's like a role player. And then another big factor with guys that like some guys like IO who are superstars in college can't really go to the NBA and say they're going to be a role player. That's hard for some guys. They think like, I'm a star player. I'm going to act like a star player. I'm going to shoot every time I touch it, this, this, and this. I'm not really going to like play defense and like move the ball and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think most of it is just what situation you get drafted into. I think there's just bad organizations to go to and good ones and then your mentality once you get there and then obviously health is a huge thing yeah tyler hansborough also like just got drafted at the time where it was right towards like what would have been the middle of his nba career the nba just completely changed and like his type of player was just like phased out of the league entirely basically i mean kofi coburn's 15 20 years older i mean he's one of the best centers in the nba maybe ever yeah, he certainly is got a spot for sure, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right. So we got AD in the middle holding it down for us. So I think maybe I can take a risk here and take uh, some perimeter players that aren't maybe the, necessarily the best defenders, knowing that I got him on the back end. Uh, Again, I hate to just take NBA Hall of Famers. We're going to take Steph Curry. But he, I feel, is a little different because he had, you know, real college career, real moments in college. Like Durant and Davis, both the same way. They're both National Player of the Year in college. So I feel like they're 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 fair, fair to be drafted. 
I didn't have Curry on my list um, only because at that time in my life, I didn't know who the hell Curry was until he made the tournament run. And that was the only time I really knew what was going on with him. Sure. Um, he was, I mean, he, obviously he was a great player in college. Um, but that's kind of why I kept him off, I guess, if that makes sense. Then he came back, he came back the next year though. And he was kind of a big deal. They didn't make this a run the same way, but either way, understandable. Not a good pick defensive. He, he might hurt you a little bit. He, I mean, what was he weighing? That's what I'm saying. Pounds? That's what we got AD for. Just get out of the way. Just Olay defense. He'll clean everything up on the other end. That is good. Um, So you got gonna, a shooting guard and a forward. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm gonna kind of go in the middle here. Um, I'm between two, but I think I'm gonna take Greg Oden. Mm. Um, I'm gonna assume that he never he doesn't break his right hand, and he can play uh, healthy sure. with both because people forget that like that he was playing with like a, an injured right hand for most of the season, and he was God. still really fucking good. Sucks so bad that he uh, was never able to be healthy in the NBA. I I just I know he would have been good. Maybe to say he would have been an All Star is like you know it's hard to assume. It's really hard to be an All Star, but he would have absolutely been you know a 10, 12 year NBA player. Would he have translated like Embiid? Could he have been that kind of guy? Maybe. I mean, he was just kind of in a different time where big guys just didn't do that as much. But like. Yeah, I mean, I think he could have been one of the best bigs in the NBA for sure. I think he was—he did all the stuff well. I think he was a really good defensive player, blocked a ton of shots. I think he would have been great. People forget he's a, he's actually the same age as Mike Conley, who's still in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's not crazy to say. Well, you look, he played Al Horford in the national championship game. Al Horford's still in the league, so yeah. like it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that he could still be in the NBA today. Yeah. Uh which is wild to think about. Like that's forever yeah. ago. That's forever ago. Yeah. You got drafted in what? 2007. Oh, yeah, you, you took, you took Durant, him and Durant were the same draft. One yeah. and two picks. Oh, all right. Um, have you taken, Oh no, you took JJ Redick. I was going to say, did you take all one and done players so far? No, just two. All right. So we got our, our lead score. We got a big guy. Oh, how long is your list here? Um, I've got like three or four guys at like all five positions. Okay, I think. Uh, big guys. I had a little bit tougher time. I have a few less big guys. Just haven't been that many like super great dominant big men. I would love to hear your reserves after we're done after our roster. Yeah, we'll we'll do honorable mentions for sure. Okay, I think I'm gonna go. I'm looking to win games. I need guys that are going to play a role. I need a superstar role player right now. Give me Shane Battier, small forward. Wow. Plug him in. National player of the year. Two-time national champion, maybe, I think. Definitely a one-time national champion, maybe two-time. I think he's going to fit real nicely on this team. Let's take his stats here. 13 points a game, six boards, 42% from three. Going to play lockdown defense. Ah, maybe I have to take him off. Mm, yeah, he played too early. I was wrong. Ah, good thing I looked that up. Okay. What do you mean too early? early? He played like 
He only played one year. He played 97 to 01, so oh. I feel... Nope, you're good. I feel uh, I feel wrong for taking him there. Okay. Redo. What are we going to do now? Hmm. Okay. He just failed the piss test. Now what do you do? <sighs> Shit. Do I want to play Anthony Davis at power forward, or do I want to play him at center? That's kind of what I'm debating right now. You got Odin. I feel like he's a little bit too big for AD, but he'll probably be fine, right? Uh, you know what? Oh, this is really throwing me off. I thought I had a real slam dunk pick there, and now I've got to. I got to regroup. Um, give me Carmelo. I'll take Carmelo. Give me another score. Fuck the defense, I guess. We're just going to outscore you. <laughs> Give me Carmelo. Great college player. What a run he had. One of the all-time greats. Side uh, Sidebar, who's winning a two-on-two? Curry and Melo and Riddick and Durant. <laughs> I mean, I probably have to go Curry and Melo, I guess. But, I mean... I just don't know if anyone's guarding Durant. I think Durant's going to have to command a double team, and then JJ's going to get a lot of open looks. I'd probably, yeah, Durant and anybody against any two, I'd probably just take Durant, honestly. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, he didn't win player of the year, did he? I don't think so. Are you going to play zone? Fuck no. <laughs> Fucking weak ass shit. Jim Beheim, good riddance. Get him out of here. Weak as fuck. <laughs> no wonder all those guys suck in the NBA and I don't know how to play defense. It's not Mello's fault he's a bad defender. It's Jim Beheim's fault. All right. What's your strat? What are you thinking? What do you need? I'm going to go. I'm going power forward here. And I'm between two right now. And I really, I was really hoping that you had taken a power forward by now. Um, so I could kind of see how I want to. You know what? Uh, actually, scratch that. Um, I kind of did. I might have. Maybe I'll play Anthony Davis the power forward. You don't know. I'm going to go point guard here next. Um, Ooh. And I'm going to be a homer, and I'm going to go with D. Brown. I'm going to let him facilitate. I'm going to let him sit down. I'm going to let him be unselfish and not give a shit if he scores. And I really think that he can give Steph some trouble on the defensive end. All right, D. Brown. I had had to take take one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about it. I really did. D. Brown, what a fucking legend that guy is. It was him, it was him or Sean Pruitt, so. <laughs> yeah, Warren Carter, I might pick <laughs> him up, throw him at my power forward. Yeah. What a legend. If only Brian Randall didn't. No, Calvin Brock broke his hand in N- No, Brian he, Randall. Brian Randall, Brian, Randall. Was one of them. He was supposed yeah. to be really good, too. He was. Well, he, God, who does he coach now? He's a assistant on an NBA team. I saw him. I was watching an NBA game and I saw him on the sidelines. Like, oh shit. 
because he coached uh, he coached G League last summer or something like that. It could be, yeah. He was an assistant for some NBA team. I I was like, holy shit, that's Brian Randall. Oh man, Phoenix Suns. Yep, that's it. This is getting tough. This is getting difficult. So you have D Brown, JJ Reddick, Kevin Durant, and Greg Oden. It's a pretty good team. It's a pretty good team. I have Curry, Carmelo, Anthony Davis. Also, quite solid. Can can confirm. Yeah, they'll be able to compete, I think. Oh man. I'm tempted to have Steph Curry play shooting guard. Because he can guard J.J. Redick just fine, I think. <laughs> He's like guarding himself. It's like, I know how to run around through screens. I do it all the time. Hmm. I just feel like I need some defense, but I don't know who I would take. I love that Durant is the same height as Anthony Davis. That makes me feel good. Yeah, that's that's a that's uh, that's a good attribute of his being six eleven and basically playing like fucking Kobe Bryant is nice. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Okay, I think do I I might go a little oddball here, and I might do a little reactionary and kind of go off of what you're doing. Don't you do it. I'm going Odin Stopper. I'm taking Joe Kim Noah, baby. Joe Kim Noah at the fucking five. I need some defense. I need a little time. I mean, you're not scoring anything at the rim. You better pray to God that you are hitting threes because nothing inside. Not a thing. I don't like that pick. Because that was what you were going to pick? No. No. Joe Kim Noah. Oh, you My, think it's a bad pick? No, I don't. I don't. I don't love that you took it because I. Uh, I was hoping you went a different direction. Personally, mm. I like AD being the, in the middle. I'm a good GM. What can I say? <clears throat> you are a fantasy football champion, from my understanding. Is this correct? Yeah, uh, I've been known. I've been known to win a time or two. All right, that leaves me one spot left. I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma power forward, Blake Griffin. Ooh, pretty solid. Pretty solid. God, he, he he's one of the guys that gets forgotten about how good he was in college. That guy was appointment television for two years, but the one year that he won player of the year, he was unbelievable. 23 and 14, 65% from the field. 23 a game in Power 5 Division 1 college basketball is crazy. I love D. Brown just sprinting the floor and just lobbing that shit up and letting him go get it. All right, so your final team here, you've got uh, – who do you have? You've got D. Brown, J.J. Redick, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Greg Oden. Could be worse. Could be worse. All right, so I have one more pick left, and I think I think I'm going to win the draft right here. I think I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Uh, a guy that probably should have been taken a long time ago. I'm taking Jay Williams, baby. 
I'm going to move Steph Curry to the two guard. Jay Williams running the show. 19, four and six for his career. Uh, 40% three-point shooter. Great defender. Again, similar to the Greg Oden thing. If he doesn't get hurt, if he doesn't wreck that motorcycle, probably a good chance he's maybe a multi-time NBA All-Star. I like my guys. It's a good pick. He's the oldest player in the in the, in the league. Uh, of our picks? Yep. Yeah, he is. He, I think him and Battier overlapped one year, but yeah, his last year yep. was 02, so he qualifies. <clears throat> I guess Shane Batty technically would have qualified, but yeah, he you know, I just, I just didn't feel right. Just didn't feel right. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, honorable mentions. Anyone, anyone you left off that you wanted to shine some light on? Um, I wish I probably wish I'd have went D will now instead of D Brown uh, because of Jay um, bigger body there, but I still like the speed and athleticism. Um, I actually got my first five. Um, but I had Hansborough on there. Um, I had Jimmer. Yep, I had Jimmer as well. And I actually had Michael Beasley at the power forward, and I almost went with him. Um, people forget how fucking good that dude was in college at Kansas State. He was incredible. I, to your point earlier of guys that just get drafted in the wrong situation, I think Michael Beasley was kind of a in his head was not quite where he needed to be, but I think he gets drafted somewhere else with a different environment. I think that his career could have played out a little differently. He's one of those guys. I think he got a lot more opportunities than most. Like I um, felt like even when LeBron was on the heat, like he got picked up by the heat. It's like, yeah. Cause he's that talented. That's the yeah. other thing with guys like that. It's like, if you keep getting those many shots, you know, you are an immensely talented player. Is that who's it your, for your who's, for, who's your weak spot? Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, hand and Hansborough. I had Hansborough written down as well. Um, I'll run through some of mine real quick. A point guard that I don't know if I overrate or maybe properly rate, but a guy that whenever I watched play, thought he was like one of the best college point guards ever. Ty Lawson was so good, so good. Like it seemed like you couldn't dribble the ball near Ty Lawson. He and he was also just a perfect fit with Hansborough. He needed a guy that could push the pace and hit him in transition. Um, he Kimba, like great point guard though. He had kind of like broader shoulders. Yeah, he's built like a running back. He was like yeah. built like a Darren Sproles. Yeah. Uh, Kimba, obviously incredible. Um, who else do I have here? Dougie McBuckets, one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's Kevin Durant and Mello. Just edge him out. A little bit, kind of doing the same thing. Adam Morrison, probably one of my favorite college players of all time. <laughs> you were either a J.J. Reddick kid or an Adam Morrison kid when yeah. we were little. I was an Adam Morrison kid. I like Adam Morrison, too. Uh, John Wall, I had him written down. Ooh. Yeah, John Wall. Probably you could put Boogie Cousins on there, too. Uh, Zion. Zion's one of the best college players I've ever seen. He was very good for that one year. Very hard to contend with. And then Frank Kaminsky, one of my favorite college players of all time, even though he played at Wisconsin. I hate Wisconsin. That's the only time I've ever liked Wisconsin was that year. And it probably helps that Illinois was so bad during yeah. that time that they were not really rivals. I didn't um, care. Kevin Love was another one I thought about uh, at UCLA. He was he had it rolling for a while. 
That UCLA team, looking back, is crazy how good that team was. They had him and Westbrook, and I think uh, Drew Holiday Farmer. was on the team too. Was Jordan Farmer on that team? Might have been before. I, think, I don't think he was there when they were there. What about Walton? Luke Walton. Was he there with Jordan Farmer, or was he with? He played, there at, he played at Arizona. He didn't play at UCLA. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Bill Walton played at UCLA. Walton, UCLA. Uh, let's see. Darren Collison, Luke Rashad and Bamute, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook. Pretty good. So, yeah, I guess Drew Holiday was a little after them. Either way, good squad. Um, last guy had Emeka Okafor, national champion, stud, monster in college. Cover of the video game one year. Probably his most notable. <laughs> Beat Dwight Howard for Rookie of the Year also. People forget that. Um, yeah. All right. I think we both have very good teams. I'll be interested to see how people vote. Is there I any think. changes you make now looking back on your roster? Like, if, Is there any subs that you make looking back? Like, you know what? I should have done this or I wish I would have done that. I mean, I feel pretty good, honestly. I don't know that I'm looking at this pool of players that are still available and seeing anyone I'd rather have, I don't think. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, and I, I'm maybe someone that's a little bit better of a perimeter defender, but I don't really know who that would have been. There's another thing that guys in college that are great players get exposed for how bad the defenders they are once they get to the NBA. Like Jimmer Fredette, it's like, who, who is Jimmer supposed to guard in the NBA? If he's not scoring 30 a game, he's going to get played off the floor. Yeah. Because he could score. Scoring, he yeah. can. Yeah. 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 The people are always like, oh, they don't play defense in the NBA. Well, if they don't play defense, why are all these great college players like bust out of the league because they can't guard anybody? Um, why do you think it was able to work for Curry and not Jimmer? I think he's like as good of a shooter as Jimmer is. Like Curry's even oh. a level above him. And I think he's a better ball handler, he's a better passer. Uh, Jimmer was big. He was built like he he was yeah. cut up. He was solid. You'd think like his body would have, um, you know, rolled over well in the league, especially for Steph being. I mean, you look at him in, in college and wearing one of those jerseys. You're like, how fucking this the jersey itself makes him look so fucking much smaller than what he is probably. But yeah, <clears throat> I would imagine Steph has a lot longer arms, which I feel like people don't take into account all the time. I don't know that for a fact, but. I would just guess that he is. Yeah, I mean, they're roughly kind of the same size. I don't know who has the longer wingspan. I'd imagine Steph does. Um, again, situation, Warriors was a good situation to go to. Uh, like if she got drafted by the Sacramento Kings, maybe Steph Curry doesn't become Steph Curry. I don't know. Pretty wild. But I think Steph Curry, yeah, he's just a very, very, very unique talent. Jimmy Fredette was good, but just not quite on that level. Have you watched the uh, the Bill Russell doc at all yet? Mm-mm, I have not. Um, two episodes. I think they're like an hour and a half each, but uh, halfway through the first one, it's it's interesting. It's actually pretty cool. Like this might sound dumb, but Koozie was way ahead of his time. Oh yeah, for sure. Like they have like highlights of him playing and stuff like that, and doing like behind the back passes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like he probably everybody probably thought he was like most insane athlete ever and it's still yeah wild yeah it's uh yeah he revolutionized 
point guard in the NBA for sure, without a doubt. As like much as you watch those highlights now and you think it almost looks silly by how like dated it looks, but it's very different compared to the other guys playing at the time. You think you could have competed? In the nineteen sixties, fifties NBA, in my athletic peak. I want to say probably, <laughs> probably, I think. Yeah, I mean, probably, I don't know. I think I could have been a, a shooter, a role shooter. Just but like, like, they wouldn't would have guarded the, me 20 feet out. But would like, my other thing that people like don't take him like would the coaches have let you play the way that people play now they would just would have taken you out if you tried to play like modern style you they would have just forced you to like dribble like a fucking idiot with your hand <laughs> like this and uh yeah i i think a funny thing people would be like oh you put this player in this era it would have been crazy like if you put steph curry then he would have got called for a carry every single possession and got pissed off. Not that that's like good or right, but that's like the funny mm-hmm. thing to think about. I like imagining Steph Curry having to dribble like Jerry West is very funny to think about. <laughs> it's changed a lot. Yeah. 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 If I've, they called like modern rules and I got to go back then and just play modern style. I mean, I think they still probably would have given me, given me all I could have handled. Like obviously, I couldn't have guarded fucking Wilt Chamberlain. Obviously, Bill Russell. <laughs> yeah, Bill Russell. It would have destroyed me. Bob Pettit, even like I don't know, all those guys would have destroyed me. So it's a fun conversation. Yeah, it is. Oh, all right. This has been a fun episode. I think you're going to be on again next week if if uh, if your schedule allows for it. Hopefully, Wes will be back. We will see. Not sure yet. Up in the air. Uh, one way or another, we're going to be talking pro wrestling next week. So get excited. When mom is away, we're going to, the boys will play. So get excited about that. We may book a, a hypothetical dream WrestleMania card. So if you're a big wrestling fan, I don't know if there's anyone listening to this that's a big wrestling fan. It might just be the <laughs> two of us, but talking into the void. But anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, man. No, I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to glad to be a part of it. Super excited. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, like, subscribe, do all that shit. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.